Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey y'all, it's another episode of The Swirl Speed and this week we talk with co-founders of Hispanics and Wine, Maria Calvert and Lydia Richards. So these two met at a PR firm they were working at in New York some years ago and Maria is from Ecuador and Lydia is from Panama. They're both Spanish speaking, they're both women of color, and they decided that they wanted to create something to reach out to their community. So Hispanics and Wine was born. Listen to their full story here. Cheers. Welcome to the Swirl Suite, everybody. Happy Wine Wednesday. What's up, Glennis, Tanisha? How y'all doing? What's up? What's happening? (laughs) Nothing much. DC is about to open back up. How y'all feel about that? Look at my face. Oh. <laughs> um, nobody else can see that. <laughs> um, you know, I have mixed mixed reservations only because I don't think people have really taken this thing as serious as that as they should have. Mm-hmm. And um, if public transportation, i.e., Met- Wamada Metro, yeah, is any, in any indication of the readiness. I don't think they're ready because they can't control the crowds. They can't, you can't stay six feet apart on the subway doing rush hour. You can't do it. So I think that's my pet peeve about it. So I know it'll do good for the restaurant. I think I know the restaurant industry and um, other small pop mom and pop businesses downtown really need the city to open back up to survive, but I don't want nobody to die because of it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're um they haven't given us a date at work with my full-time job, but they are taking surveys on what we need to return. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what that'll look like. So or, I can't even imagine. Me either. Me either. I know one thing I'm not getting on that damn subway to <laughs> so this thing is way past the regular. Oh, oh, that's the flu. Oh, okay. No, I'm not getting on the subway. No. Yeah. So I gotta work that out. Yeah, no, I feel you. Tanisha, how was it in Paris? Has anything changed since the last time we talked with you? Uh, no, we should <laughs> like nothing. We're still masked up. Um, maybe the terraces, so maybe outdoor dining will open on the 19th. Fingers crossed. We are preparing for that. I'm going out in my finest uh linen and sequins because <laughs> it will be my first time out in forever, so I'm going extra, extra fancy. So, um, uh- could you explain the linens and sequins to everybody? Oh, just fancy. I'm going super fancy. Oh, okay. I thought you already had your outfit and it had linen and sequins. I just wanted to, you no. know, see how that was working. Uh, girl, you know I'm gonna have it on the gram. I'm gonna do a whole reel. You'll know. <laughs> It'll be music in the background. It'll be a whole situation. Um, but we're already making reservations for places. We don't even wow. know if they're gonna for real. We're ready. I wish we haven't I- been out since what October. Mm. oh wow and we get to stay out late too our curfew will be pushed back to nine o'clock dang they still doing that curfew thing oh my goodness it's like prom night (laughs) yeah with With a few few small changes okay with a few small changes you know know what happened on prom night tanisha oh that's what i'm saying small changes Right. You're gonna make us rich if all that really happened on Broadway. Few small differences. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, the museums and stuff will be open, so a lot of people are excited about that. Um, and yeah, outdoor dining and non-essential retail. So uh, like the mall, mm. you can go to the mall. Non-essential retail. Wow. Hmm. Wow. Well, um, I hope it does open back up in Europe so we can get our travel on, Leslie. Yeah. Listen, I might not be able to be on the show because I'm going to be out in the streets. <laughs> I'm not going to be well, back home in time. You can take your, it from the street. Turn your phone <laughs> with you. Mm-hmm. Right, you can be the woman about town on the podcast. <laughs> right. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Oh, my goodness. Leslie, how are you? I'm good. Your tour is still going strong? Still going strong if you want to get out the house. Yeah. Join a tour, please. <laughs> 
I may join one of your tours, Leslie, when I get back from Belize and I'll do my 55th birthday on this side of the ocean. Oh, that was a little life flex. I mean, when I, I get wait, back from what? Belize, Let's, maybe I'll have time for Did she say Belize? She did. Oh, wow. she, tried to, she tried to throw it in. Um, How are you going to say we need to Belize. get back to traveling and you traveling? You traveling. Let, so there's a big difference. These tell countries us, tell have us. protocols in place that we do not. Oh. They still masking up hand sanitizers wherever you go. You know, I'm at the gas station, just got back from Jersey. This man all out his car, door wide open, no mask, on the phone, touching everything. I was like, yo, dude, COVID's still out there. What you doing? But some of these people are not wearing masks, but you go outside this country, you can tell the Americans and who are not, because mm. they're wearing masks. And we're looking at them like, why you got on mask? Because COVID. That's why. That's why they got on mask. So. But it's a small boutique hotel. Only 20 guests, 20 rooms, excuse me, 20 rooms. So yeah, I'm not doing all inclusive or anything like that. That's, yeah, I'm not ready for that. And I definitely upgraded. So I only got one person sitting by me. <laughs> all over me. Well, we know what Glenn is going to do with that $16,000 she getting later on in the show. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> We know what's gonna happen with that. Okay. Oh Don't be spending my money for me. <laughs> no, I think you already spent it. No, man. It's oh my gosh. I need a oh, man. Oh, I want to try Mexico. Well, part. I want to go to Baja, California. You want to go on the uh, other side? On the other side, because I just talked to this guy. Oh, um, my God. And and this is no, 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 no. Okay, <laughs> don't be, don't, don't be distracted by that part. Um, I want to go to the vineyards, and oh. that is a great growing region and resort area. Oh wow! In western Mexico. Okay. Do we got to? Okay. Okay. Well, right. we'll have to. We have to talk about that in the fall. So that's a good time to go. All right. All right. Because I thought you was talking about Tulum. I was like. So this is a good time to introduce our special guests. We have Maria and Lydia from Hispanics and Wine. Hi, ladies. Hello. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for having us. So no excited problem. to be here. Yeah, you guys are awesome. Please introduce yourselves. Um. Should I start? Okay. So, um, hi, my name is Lydia Richards. So I am a co-founder of Hispanics and Wine alongside uh, Maria Culvert, but I'm also uh, the founder of Vino Concierge, which is a personalized wine tasting um, experiences and private events company based in New York City. Um, I also have a day job, which pays most of my bills. Um, I work for an importer as a PR manager. And yeah, and overall have been in the industry for about six years. Um, and I'm originally from Panama, so ergo the connection with, with Hispanics and wine. Parking lot Panama is on the list. Oh, I mean, always happy to give you referrals, yes. recommendations. It's one of my favorite places. Obviously, haven't been able to see it for a long time, but soon, soon. That was a really nice introduction, Lydia. I love it. Um, so this is Maria Calvert, also a co-founder of Hispanics in Wine. Um, I'm from Ecuador, South America, uh, but I grew up in New York City and a current resident of Washington, D.C. And outside of Hispanics in Wine, I am a public relations consultant and work with small and large wine brands in doing their integrated communication programs um, here in the U.S. and internationally and catering the U.S. market um, and I'm very excited to talk with you, ladies. Oh, cool. Wait, I just figured this out. Lydia, you're the Vino Concierge that works with Kristen. And Chris. Yes, that's me. Yes. Small world, small but yes, world. small world. But yes, I do the Crush Global virtual experiences with her. We've done a few over the past couple of weeks, uh, months. And it's sort of, you know, obviously I'm, I'm Latina, but also I'm a Black woman. So kind of going in through that, making sure that we're catering to the African-American um, consumer and, you know, kind of, you know, communicating wine as it should be fun, exciting, um, and not this like over the top thing that or snobby thing that people think thinks that it is, you know. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, girl, good to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good to meet you. <laughs> 
I mean, you too, Maria. Not, not. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so, how did y'all meet? So, Lydia and I, um, because of our professional background that we work in PR, we uh, we both met a, a PR agency in New York City, um, Calangelo and Partners. We both uh, spearheaded integrated communication programs for these brands and. Lydia's been in the industry for six years. I came into the industry two years ago. Um, I come from a finance background. And when I came to Wine and I started the agency, Lydia and I met and we're like, oh my gosh, we're two Latinas. We both speak Spanish. This is amazing. We can speak Spanish at our job. Um, Oh yeah. It took a while for her to warm up to me, by the way. I just have to say that. (laughs) So I came in hot with my Spanish. I'm like, hey. And she's like, "Uh, I don't know her. Well, I come from a corporate background in finance. It's like very stiff and very like corporate world and, you know, hello and this and that. And Lydia comes in in the agency being like, girl, let's be best friends. Let's go drink wine. I was like, oh, okay. It was, it's just, it kind of tells you a little bit about the lack of diversity Um, that that I'm just going to leave right there. So what, yeah. what brought you guys to the point where you wanted to create something um, in this industry? How did Hispanics and Wine start? So I think it was sort of going to what Maria was saying, kind of, you know, we all met, um, we're, his, you know, Latina women, um, I'm a Black woman, and obviously we're going to all these, Colangelo and Partners, just as a background, is one of the largest communications agencies exclusively for wine. Um, and, you know, with our work, doing events, doing press trips, doing all these amazing things, it was, it was not hard to point out, you know, the, there was not that many black people, not that many Latino people, barely women, to be honest. So I remember it was something that we're, we're constantly chatting about. We would have these meetings with clients. We would invite journalists to, to these awesome experiences. But, you know, there was a lack of diversity there. But um, I'd say the idea, and it's something that we had been discussing for a while, but it all really stemmed from, you know, COVID and the impact that it had, you know, looking at it in the sense of our communities, the Latino communities, the black communities, and how disproportionately they were being affected um, in terms of losing jobs, losing um, opportunities and so on. So I think, and you know, we were actually, I was actually personally very inspired by Julia and what she had done with black wine professionals. Um, So I think with that kind of being empowered by by somebody like that, um, and then obviously having this discussion with Maria for such a long time, we kind of just decided to pull the plug and say, you know what, we need to do this. We need to we need to kind of create a community, build a network of people that can you know help each other grow and and you know provide better opportunities for each other. I think that's really cool because I think I was I was reading your Forbes article that just came out. Congratulations on that. That's <laughs> awesome. But um, I was reading how you guys were saying that a lot of um, um, Hispanic folks, I mean, they're the backbone of the wine industry. They're the ones taking care of the grapes, growing the grapes, making the wine. I mean, so yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, and then, you know, kind of reflecting our diaspora because us as Latinos, we're always kind of put in one box. Oh, you speak Spanish, you know, that's mm-hmm. really not the case. There's Black Latinos, there's Asian Latinos. There's a whole world, different cultures, different countries involved into one. So it's it's almost that, you know, connecting each other as we do culturally, but and through a language, but, you know, just making sure that we're highlighting the different diasporas and the different di- diversity of it all. So talk about um, Hispanics in Wine. What are some of the um, initiatives that you guys lead? Maria, I can let you speak. Sorry about yeah. that. <laughs> no, and yeah, and just to the point there, um, you know, with Hispanics in Wine and the pandemic hitting hard the minority groups, um, one of the reasons why we started Hispanics in Wine was also to provide Spanish language content. And so that comes into our initiatives. Uh, you know, we do the Spotlight series, which we interview different trade professionals and wine professionals um, in Spanish and English to talk about their journey in the wine industry, to tell us how they got their work, how the education, the training. So that way we can also share this valuable insight with our audience and folks who are trying to navigate the space, trying to reach, you know, a sommelier or if you're trying to be a PR communication professional. Um, and also to become sort of like mentors to these folks and anyone like myself or like Lydia who came from a different industry 
when you come to this industry, you don't really know the ins and outs and the ropes. And that's why we're here to help those who have an interest in coming to this side of the world. So I think that's really important for us. And one of our core initiatives is the Spotlight Series. And then um, also our website, we launched our website in March and it's supposed to be a centralized digital space to provide all these resources, both in English and Spanish. Uh, for those who are looking for information on scholarships, job placements, um, mentorship, and also we provide a summary of all um, nonprofit organizations that are providing scholarships as well, and kind of like resources for them that are catering to our Hispanic and Latinx community. Because uh, one thing that we noticed last year, and another reason why we started Hispanics in Wine, was because um, in Napa Valley, you know, you spoke about the the, the vineyard stewards being the backbone of the industry, you know, any agricultural um, worker, if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't have our salads, we wouldn't have our, our vegetables, we wouldn't have our wine. And so last year in Napa, um, in California with the fires, um, they were highly impacted. And, you know, in, in times of emergency, there's all this help, but it's all in English. And a lot of these folks did not have that help because they didn't know how to speak English or read English. And you know, how can you help this group of individuals who are core to our industry, but you can't cater to them and help them in times of crisis. So, uh, you know, we, we spoke to a lot of people in California who are doing a lot of great things in helping the communication in Spanish, but um, with our website, we want to make sure that we're also help amplifying and helping in that sense as well. So I think there's a lot of components in terms of our initiatives and down the line, we also want to do some DEI uh, training in terms of brands, because another aspect is targeting the Hispanic consumer in the U.S. Uh, and so also helping brands understand that consumer basis um, and culturally and how to market properly. Wow. I think this is a great idea. Um, I, you know, it's interesting you mentioned um, talking about the, as you say, the stewards of the fruit that makes our jobs and our passion able to be fulfilled. Um, there are, when you talk about how they were impacted by the fires, I don't think that really came across in this in industry as blatantly, as it, uh, it should have come across a lot stronger than it did because you almost have an environmental justice issue where this is concerned because um, dealing with, you know, if there's a contaminated water issue, the environmental justice groups, they jump on it hedge first, like we gotta get it in this language or, you know, we gotta make sure it's getting to these individual via this a mechanism, you know, the mechanisms to get the documentation to them. And then what, as you said, to get it to them in a language that they can actually read. But do they have do they have access to websites and computers and things of that nature? So is it still being put in the newspaper? You know, things of that nature. So um, it to me that resonated. It's also an environmental justice issue because you know you have to really think that if they don't get if they don't cultivate the grapes, we don't get the wine. They don't pick the fruit, we don't get that produce and so on. And we got to make sure, you know, that all individuals from the people, the stewards, all the way to the marketers and all the way to the consumers understand what's happening and what's available to them. So a hundred percent. And like, and to your point on that, um, you know, we, we spoke and interviewed this wonderful girl, uh, Gabriela Fernandez, who's based in California. And uh, she and I had a very similar um childhood experience where, you know, I grew up in New York City since I was four years old, but my parents came into the country not knowing English and they had to learn it, you know, through their jobs and, you know, through just people. And uh, she has family who works at the vineyards and uh, she, during the Napa fire, she's like, uh, there's no content in Spanish. And she had to be the one translating from English to Spanish to her family being like, this is the emergency. This is the organizations we can reach out to for resources. And she realized, wait, it's not just my parents, not just my family, there's like this whole community. And so she started kind of spearheading word of mouth, like tell your friends this and that. And, you know, I feel very personally touched by that because I had to do a lot of translations since I was a little kid for my parents. 
And so, you know, she's one example of how she took initiative and started a radio um, segment because also you have to think that a lot of these folks may not have the technology to reach online resources like a cell phone or a smart cell phone, mm-hmm. right? Maybe it's just like a flip phone because exactly. they, they don't use that technology. And so she took the initiative to go on the radio and just do a segment in Spanish because she's like, you know, maybe they have a radio, they have a car and they're listening and maybe one person might listen to us, but at least I helped one person. So the fact that a lot of um, people are doing that on their own is pretty amazing that they're taking the initiative, but uh, we're trying to work with all these different individuals and organizations that are trying to do something, but trying to do something collectively. Because again, um, just in many cultures, Hispanics and Latinx folks, we, we base ourselves as a community focused um, uh, group of folks and like we work together in community like your success is my success I can help you let me see how we can help each other so it's really important for us that's right it's ideal that's really ideal yeah what's um I know people ask us this all the time what can we do to help y'all you know what can we do <laughs> How can I support you? Oh, we uh, and you know what? We will take it it because the other way around is, you know, we we don't want that. So we we appreciate as much help. I think at this point, um, it's really about building that network of professionals and getting that word out. We have amazing contacts in the Northeast and in Oregon and California, but, you know, the, the larger, the larger a community that we built, the better. And, you know, the diverse that community is in terms of, you know, yeah, culturally speaking, but we're also talking about the different kinds of jobs um, that are offered within the wine industry. It's just giving visibility and it's just helping us achieve all the bigger things, like things that we can bring up to the executive level, you know, cause that's sort of where, where the real change is going to happen, you know, and, and that's something that we kind of are leaning towards. So, so we're just, you know, trying to make a, trying to make some noise in a good way, in a positive way. Yeah. Yeah. However we can help, whatever you need us, our help with, we're, we're in, cause this is, this is awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, what is everybody drinking? Ooh, okay. So I'm very excited about my, it's a Patagonian Pinot Noir. So I've been, I love Pinot Noir in general, but I think Argentina and in Patagonia, they're making crazy, crazy good Pinot Noir. It's like very light, but also very fruity, super high elevation. Um, it's, it's fire. So highly recommend. That's, that's me. <laughs> I have a, um, I have a Malbec from Argentina. I think it's Latte. I'm not sure. L-O-T-E? Uh-huh, 44. Yeah, Lote, 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 Lote 44. <laughs> Gorgeous. Very, very yummy, delicious. Where is it from, Leslie? I'm sorry. It's from Argentina. It's Argentina, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I didn't follow the rules because I just got off the road from New Jersey, so I grabbed the first thing mm-hmm. out of my wine fridge. <laughs> yeah, so this is very non-Hispanic, go figure. Um, <laughs> Leslie, I'm drinking Stag's Leap Shark. Ooh. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just pulled a it right classic. out. Oh, a I'm classic. Like right. yeah. Hey, we love it. We love it. We'll take it. <laughs> Maria, Marie, what's it? Maria, what's in your glass? Because I see, it looks like a cocktail. I decided on the cocktail route today. I felt a little adventurous for Tuesday. Um, I'm actually having a mango mezcal tequila margarita with oh tahini ring. Oh Ooh. my god! Ooh. That sounds oh. so good. Let me go put my little stuff up. <laughs> <laughs> Yum! Um, I usually drink wine like almost every day, but today I was like, Lydia, I'm feeling a little, mm, you know, creative, my- and <laughs> my husband. Um, He's a very good cocktail maker. Mm. I tell him that he must have been like a bartender in his past life. So he's been experimenting with mezcal and uh, tequila mm. cocktails. So. Oh, it sounds oh, delicious. It mm. really does. We approve. Mm. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, I'm actually drinking Italian. I didn't have anything. I should have ran to Grancata. They're not very far, but I'm there every Friday and most of my wine from there is gone. <laughs> but, uh, I time. With um, I worked at Grancata for a hot second last did year. Did you really? And we're good friends with Julio and yeah. Pedro. And yeah. Know. yeah, we the one that interests me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we love those guys. Um, so I am drinking an Italian red. It's Corvina Sangiovese. Um, Malinara, Malinara. I don't know how to say that last word. But Malinara, you said, you said yeah. it perfectly. Gotcha. So this is, um, yeah, it's very good. Um, very nice. It makes me want pizza. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, it's a beautiful wine. Beautiful, beautiful wine. Yes, indeed. Um, nice. Tanisha, what you drinking over there besides water? If she not Girl, the usual water. Oh, you're not asleep. Amen. Oh, you thought you would hear me snoring? You thought yeah. that? No, I'm yeah. up. <laughs> I'm up. I'm in my pajamas, but I'm up. <laughs> Ten Tanisha, you're in Paris, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I lived there for a little while. I loved, right before coming to the U.S. I really? love Paris. What made you come back here? Well, mostly, <laughs> like, I, I couldn't live, I, I know, I couldn't live in, in Paris, unfortunately, because I, I had my American, um, city, like, oh, um, gotcha. green card. So they, mm -hmm. they had to kick me out, okay. sadly. But it's honestly, it's one of the reasons why I fell in love with wine so much. The culture mm -hmm. and like how it's so ingrained with everything. Yeah. So very, Crazy. very excited for you, Tanisha. Happy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Where, where in Paris do you live? I'm in the 10th near the Canal Saint-Martin. Let me stop saying that on live. Um, oh, yeah, right. maybe. Um, <laughs> you're like, who the la? <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, guys, this part of our show, we're just going to uh, ask you some random, random, not so rapid questions. Um, so, to tell you the backstory on our money question, from, I don't know, this started like some months ago. I would ask, um, if you had a thousand dollars, what would you do with it? Then we went up to two thousand. So now we're up to sixteen thousand dollars. So that is the first question. If you had sixteen thousand dollars, what would you do with it? My impulse will be like spend it on something ridiculous, but I think mm -hmm. this year has taught me, or in general, I want to build wealth. I don't want to just so I part big chunk of that ten thousand is gonna go to the stock market. I'm just gonna buy a bunch of stocks that make sense and do that. And maybe, maybe the rest of it, I'll blow it on a trip somewhere. <laughs> Anywhere at this point. <laughs> Maria, what about you? That was a smart answer, Lydia. So, so good with the money there. Um, coming from my financial background, I would do the same, uh, diversify my portfolio of investments. Um, maybe tap into some real estate maybe a little bit if I can. Um, but whatever's remaining, I would travel because I have a trouble bug since college. And if I can go anywhere, I would go to South, um, South Africa for like a legit like safari trip, like luxury safari trip. Oh my God. South Africa is like top of my bucket list. So yes, fingers crossed I get there. Same girl. I'm coming. I'm coming. <laughs> We're all coming. <laughs> it's beautiful. We happen in somebody's luggage. I think I would do um, Belize. Oh, that's oh, already done. That's paid for, baby. I think I would do some um, home renovation. I want to redo my bathroom and my deck. That mm -hmm. I, I know that's where I would put it. Hmm. Well, some of it because to redo that bathroom is going to be more than sixteen. But at least I'd get deck done and start on the bathroom. So. And by the time we get to a couple more podcasts, I'll have enough to do the rest of the house. Leslie, what you doing? You know, that's a good question. I don't know. Maybe I'd take the summer off. Mm. Yeah. Oops. Bum around and mm. enjoy myself for the summer. That would last you maybe two weeks. And then you'd be like, I'm bored. I'm going back to work. <laughs> mm. You can't like sit to still, Leslie. You'd be like, I don't I know. Like I would, you know what? I'd like to try. Okay. At least have the option. Yeah, that's fair. Right? That's mm -hmm. fair. What about you, Serena? Me? You know, I probably need a couple more thousand for this, but let's just say um, I would like a, a small boat. I don't need like a big yacht, but a small boat. 
Um, I, I've, I've always been obsessed with water. Um, oh, wait. So I would learn how to drive a boat. Perhaps that would be the first thing. So I don't know how much that costs. Step one. Step one. Yes. Yeah. The, the lessons <laughs> aren't expensive. A captain. Yeah. Captain's license. Is that what it Any is? Any kind of licensing you need. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So maybe next week we could get the boat. But yeah. first. But okay. Mm-hmm. All I can hear is the theme song for Gilligan's Island. <laughs> <laughs> and I heard Love Boat. <laughs> but I heard- he said small boat. Small boat. Still, I just- well, you know what? Even even a small boat. I mean, the That's boat right. purchase itself is not that bad. Mm-hmm. It's the gas. It's, oh, you know, to yeah. take it out, it's like a thousand dollars to take it out. Yeah, and maintenance in general and docking Mm -hmm. fees and all of that, like trying to hold it. But I mean, listen, we got more episodes. So the money just going to keep going up. You're right. You're right. You're right. We'll just sit right back in your hair. (laughs) (laughs) Because I I have to admit, um, of course, I would use it um, for my leisure, but I would also use it as another like side business because there are only two black boaters in business in D.C. that I know of. Wow. Very small market. Yeah. And are you, you talking yachts? Are you ta- you're talking no, yachting? No, just like a little, I don't know, just a small boat. Like that fits like barely eight people. A small boat. That's wow. not a yacht, right? That's not a yacht. No. Yeah. No. Small. It could be like I, a I, catamaran, right? A catamaran. Is that how you call those? The, the I, ones that you, catamaran, I think it's one of them where you can like do like the drinking trips or, or maybe I'll just be, maybe I'll just be a guest. I'll just drink in the boat personally but <laughs> we'll bring the wine yeah <laughs> so now I gotta do boat research but yeah that was, that's my answer <laughs> and you actually gonna do boat research too what did I play I like? would I would it'd be a little like a little side hustle yeah mm-hmm. yeah oh yeah yeah yep you could, you could keep it I don't know if they still have that marina over there but um what in southwest yeah, Buzzards Point, you know, that was the one mm-hmm. that was the historically black one mm, until yeah. they started building the stadium and everything yeah. over there. Yeah, that was that was the one over there. But it's the it's I don't know what it's called, but it's still over there because I had a it is. my my 40th birthday and it was um that's where we left. OK, yeah. Yep. All right. Next. Way. Did everybody go? Tanisha, did you give your answer? I was hoping you were skipping over that. No. Nope. OK. Um. <laughs> I should just like, yep, gave it. Okay, so I already got Botox. I've already been on a trip. I've already bought camera equipment. What's left? A new wardrobe? Um, Okay, you didn't mention that yet. Wardrobe. Wardrobe. Um, Yeah, probably wardrobe. Some some new heels i'm saying some new heels uh some heels to actually walk around the city in no to get to walk to the uber to get in to get somewhere um, and then like an extra extra fancy dinner for when they open back up so like a seven beachline star restaurant mm. wow yeah. yeah so we're going over the top over the top and that's yeah. probably all my money that and a pair of shoes that's it okay. that's fair i changed my statement i'm buying a ticket <laughs> I'm going to Tunisia. <laughs> and then just- <laughs> <laughs> just be me there. I can share my bounty and then we can just make it a bigger thing. There you go. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. I love that. By that time, Sarita have had her boat in his boat. There you go. I'll, I'll go with Sarita. <laughs> yeah. Lydia, you can go now with Now we Tanisha. talk it. Listen, that catamaran can make it over here, okay? No, you know, I'm going to wait after Sarita's lessons. So, right. <laughs> I don't know about that. Lessons and license, okay? Right, right. <laughs> got no license. Oh, that's hilarious. She just had two paddles just pushing her way, trying oh to get to Europe. Right back. That's funny. I don't see that no more. Okay. <laughs> All right, so next question. Name your summer comfort food. Oh, easy for me, ceviche. Oh, that was my answer. Oh, yeah. sorry. Same but page. Just like fish. Likewise. Like, yeah, fish, citrus. It's just fresh and beautiful mm-hmm. and gorgeous. Any kind of ceviche. Maybe yeah. Yeah. Same. I'm going to have to go mm-hmm. with ceviche is probably my number one, but 
my hot second would be a paella, a seafood oh, paella. Yeah. Oh Ooh. gosh. Yum. Yeah, that sounds so good. That sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm gonna be real back black watermelon. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Yum. Okay. I was going to, I look for for Mother's Day, I I made a watermelon salad. Watermelon and mint salad. Oh Oh my God. Oh yeah. Mm. We just made a Mm -hmm. watermelon margarita for my mother-in-law. Yeah. We ate the fruit and we drank the juice. Yeah. Y'all really are. Y'all really are going hard with tequila. I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. Tequila get a bad rap. I love it. Cinco de Mayo hard, huh? <laughs> this is so simple. At first, I was thinking a popsicle, but I'm like, is that really food? But like for me, yes. It's comforting. Um, yeah, maybe corn. I really like Ooh. grilled corn. On That's a good one. Ooh. That's a really good one. And if you give me that Mexican corn, then even yeah. better. Yep. But yeah, I'm going to say corn. Yeah, because that's actually food. Mm-hmm. Okay, corn. <laughs> that's awesome. actually food. <laughs> right, because a popsicle, like, is that really food? But it's comforting to me. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because we don't have air conditioning. So comforting to mm. me. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Popsicles that's are just delicious. Yeah. Very Especially much. So. there's vodka yeah. in them. But, you know, that's. <laughs> <laughs> all right what was the last cocktail you drank well maria we already know what you drank a child okay. <laughs> i can already get one in there right. <laughs> maria just looked to the left like oh it's right here <laughs> maria well, got this i think the last one i had was oh i know it was a mezcal with piña pineapple with jalapeno mm. so it's sweet and spicy mm. yeah. Oh, did your husband make that one? Yep. Mm. Hmm. <laughs> you might have to have your husband on the show. Look, he right? sounds so, that sounds so fancy. <laughs> you know how on um, some old TV shows where um, people used to get dressed up in their house to just lounge around their house and have cocktail hour. Mm-hmm. It sounds like what they do. Right. I feel like the Mad Men version of it, but yeah. let's mix in some cocktails with like good wine. So I'm the wine mm-hmm. person and he's the cocktail dude. Awesome. Wow. Well, that sounds great. like a podcast in and of itself. I love it. Does. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, last week I was in Santa Barbara. It was my first time and it was awesome. I went to this Spanish restaurant and they had a saffron gin and tonic <sighs> that was so good. You're I, gorgeous. I've never had a drink like that. So that was my last cocktail for sure. Oh man! Mm-hmm. I had to figure out how to make a saffron gin saffron. Me too. I know I, I, no, asked... I have saffron, but I wouldn't know what to do with it. You're right. Mm. Know, make a, it. Yeah, and a little goes a long way. I, I imagine. Yeah, like I, yeah. yeah, I think mm-hmm. so. Mm. Yeah. But it was amazing, refreshing, delicious. Hmm. You know, my silly stuff. I'm thinking saffron rice. I was like, oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that too. <laughs> yeah, right, just mold it up in the bottom. Just mold it in the bottom. That's <laughs> I know what it is. Oh, I, go, go, I, go I, I, I can't even remember the last time I had a cocktail. I think I just like, really I had a margarita mm-hmm. yesterday. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Um, oh, I know. I, I couldn't think of the name or the brand of the tequila, but it was a jalapeno tequila, believe it or not. And I made like a Mexican mule. Ooh. Oh, look at you see. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, jalapeno. I see that bottle's empty. That's what I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because hold on. I you know what? Just show and tell. Oh. <laughs> Was she you infusing sure you this? It's empty because stop making Serena make... edit so much. Oh, oh, you made a whole picture. <laughs> because I made wait, when I make it right, I made this for a friend at her 50th birthday. Um, brunch and I don't drink cocktails that often but I ain't letting it go to waste but with tequila <laughs> I let, so it's tequila it's that tequila are these limes in the bottle yes ginger beer oh wow mm. and it's like a Mexican meal it's so good oh that, sound, that sounds good oh my, my husband now. and then you know I added a, a, let um Leslie you know what I added what, Grandma, you're you're grandma, yay. Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm like, Grandma, yeah. That would be other piece. Yes, indeed. <laughs> That's the secret ingredient. That, not some yep. secret, secret you ingredient. You always gotta add that. You always gotta, it gives it that, it just takes the drink over the top. Instead mm-hmm. of using Contro, mm-hmm. just use Grandma Yay. Mm-hmm. But, okay. so I just had that on Friday. Okay. And you still got a little bit left. So, you know, oh, I'm I'm gonna, gonna, I, this has been in here since February. Mm-hmm. Oh, gee. But, but it, 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 and it's just mellowing and it's tasting better. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Okay. It's good. I might just pour a little bit in this after I finish this last little mm-hmm. elixir in this from this glass of elixir. Girl, bless you. <laughs> <laughs> um, the last cocktail I had was Cinco de Mayo. And um, I made a margarita, but um, I was going to use like a like frozen strawberries. But I instead of using that, I used blueberries. Mm-hmm. And no, I did use strawberries, but I added blueberries and it took it to the I next know. level. And it came out, it was like a spike smoothie. Yes. Um, and it was, oh. and it was because it was frozen. It came out frozen. The picture's on my Instagram, but um, it was so pretty and um, it was really good. It was really good. Sounds yummy. Sounds good. Yeah. It does. All right. It what was, is your favorite? Healthy. It was heart healthy, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is your favorite rice dish? Oh, rice. I love rice, any kind of rice. That's me. Me too. Um, <laughs> me too. Arroz con pollo. So, like, that's a Latino thing, like, um, I guess chicken and rice or oh, paella. I guess we're going back to paella. paella. Hell yeah. Paella. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jambalaya. Any yeah. Oh, jambalaya. Oh, yeah. Coconut jambalaya. rice with like something. Oh, anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ice and peas. Oh, perfect. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> My Caribbean soul is like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Leslie, I thought you were going to say boudin. Oh, oh, well, see, I don't consider that a rice dish. It's, I, well, I guess it's not. I don't know what I mean, you would call is, that. It's like, it is a rice dressing that is put in there. So it is yeah. a rice dressing. Mm. Um, yeah, Can but I do love it. the refrigerator in New Orleans. Stop it. <laughs> I love boudin. I get you, Glennis. <laughs> <laughs> You know what my other my other favorite one is my ghetto fried rice that I make at home. What is your ghetto fried rice? So it's basically whatever leftover Chinese food rice I have left, the white Mm -hmm. rice. Yeah. And and then um, you know, if I have some sausage and um onions and um I'll mix that up and throw an egg in there and some rice and some soy mm-hmm. sauce. Oh, that's that sounds bomb. Yeah, that's my ghetto fried rice. Oh, that's that not good. Yeah, that don't sound ghetto at all. That, that sounds really good. Yeah, that sounds really good. I love sticky rice. I love yeah. anything. Yeah. Like, yeah. The way Thai makes make their rice. Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. Like mango yeah. sticky rice in there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's so good. I also like, um, I make this like homemade cilantro ginger and garlic with jasmine yeah. rice yeah and that goes that's really anything. good gosh love yeah jasmine. i really like um i make these like um they're like rice cakes i I'm, like leslie i have leftover rice from chinese food like that white rice so um i put it in a bowl and add an egg some seasoning and a little bit of flour and i make it into a patty and you just sear it in the cast iron pan and like i eat it for breakfast with eggs and bacon Oh wow! Um, sounds so it's really good. good. That sounds yeah. good. Yeah, it's yeah. like crunchy. Yeah. It's really good. It yeah. looks mm-hmm. good. She posted videos in her stores before, and I'd be like, "Dang, that looks good." <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, <laughs> Dang, that <laughs> looks delicious. Yeah. I wish I loved to cook like that. I just wish I had a friend invite me over. I'd eat it. <laughs> <laughs> my my you favorite can- part of a rice dish is like the bottom that it's like mm-hmm. that. Well, in yeah. Panama, we call it con colon. I don't know how yes. I mean, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's so good. good. Yeah, love that. Yeah, it's so good. Mm-hmm. It's the crunchy part. Yes. Yeah. Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have some Dominican friends who like, save it, save it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll scrape that on my own. I'm yep. just eating it. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the fun memory I have with my mom cooking rice is like, leave me the bottom and scraping it off with a spoon. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. Yeah, okay. So, um, oh, can I ask a question, Madam um, Director Program? Oh, oh my gosh! Of course <laughs> you can. Stop it. <laughs> um, so, with your ladies, with your um, company, have has any of the like South American wineries reached out to you all to partnership because mm. you know they have a little money down there. They could be helping out trying to get the word out up here and helping you all. So if they're listening, Las Vascos, what else? There's quite a few. So I, I, guess that, I guess that would be just my question. Have you all reached out to them? So partnerships, whatever. Well, I think, so funny enough, so my, the importer that I work with, Taub Family Selections, Los Vascos is one of the, their the biggest clients. So it's, it's funny, but um. We have, we've had some outreach, I mean, from South America, from Spain. I think we're right now at a point that we want to focus on, on the Latino professionals in the U.S. But that being said, obviously, we have so many initiatives that we're currently working on where these partnerships will take place. And we're also thinking about working with associations, um, Wines of Chile, like, you know, the bigger ones that will help promote the entire country as a region. Oh. Um, so I, it's on the works, but Maria, feel free to add anything that, that you that you. No, I think add. that covers it. Just okay. uh, building a good foundation so we can reach the point where we're working with them and um, helping them reach the consumer base here in the U.S., but also helping them build also like materials that speak um, to different audiences because there's a lot that comes with like a label and technical sheets when you work in the trade side of things and it could be in different languages as well. Mm, excellent. Yeah, I think I think something that we have not realized is just so many opportunities. I mean, everybody just asked, tell us if where where is this Latinos working in the industry or or you know American people interested? They've never seen an, an association like ours, so I think there's just so many different ways in which we can contribute and and you know we're we're getting there. Our small team growing and and kind of getting there, but I think there's a lot of opportunities we haven't even untapped yet. So this is our last question. It's just for Maria and Lydia. Um, name a song and a bottle that you would celebrate on your next Hispanics and Wine birthday. Okay, I think I want to ball out and I think I want to <laughs> do a Salos, like a really fancy champagne. Um, I will, let's say we, we can afford that. <laughs> then um, we're going to ball out Salos. $500, $600. And I think I'm feeling Cardi. I don't know. I'm feeling like really? powerful. So Cardi's going to be my girl. It's not bad money, but I think Cardi's my girl. Okay. Up, up. It's going to be up. That's a good one. That's, we're only, we're going up and that's it. I love it. Uh, for me, it would be um, for the wine. I've been really deep diving into Chilean wine. Mm. And so there's a lot of producers uh, who do Bordeaux blends, like high quality, high level Bordeaux mm -hmm. blends. Um, and there's one producer named uh, Vigna Vic that have a Bordeaux blend, um, like over $150 a bottle. Mm -hmm. And they are also known to be one of the um, renowned uh, vineyards in South America. They have a hospitality estate and it's beautiful. So for me, that's like a very nice bottle that I've been wanting to try for a very long time. And as for the song, I've been nonstop watching the new Selena on Netflix mm -hmm. show. So I'm going to go for a Selena song here and I'm going to go for Beady Beady Bum Bum because it's mm -hmm. like the heartbeat. So I feel like it's like the heartbeat of the Bordeaux, like red wine. <laughs> How creative. That's awesome. Love that. Yeah, that was great. Well, girls, this was so fun. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having us. You guys yes. are amazing. One Thank day we can go so on much. your boat. Exactly. Exactly. Or we can fly to Paris. Yes. <laughs> and ball yes. out with Shanita Nisha over there. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> uh, thank you. No, know, thank you so much for having us on this and obviously having this conversation with you guys and meeting some of you. Yeah. Recatching, catching up with Sarita. And uh, it's been such a pleasure. And I love this so much. I love this. So thank you. Before you go, please tell everybody where they can follow Hispanics and Wine and where they can follow you guys. Yes. Um, so 
Lydia, go for the following. I, I just can't stop chatting. Um, so yeah, they, you can follow us on Instagram, on Instagram at Hispanics and Wine or our website, www.hispanicsandwine.com. Or um, personally, you can follow us, our personal um, Instagrams, Maria R. Calvert or mine, Vino Concierge. So looking forward to chatting and talking with you guys. And hopefully we can do this one day in person. That's, yes, uh, that'd that's be the so goal. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that'd be great. That would be nice in Ecuador and Panama. <laughs> we welcome you. There Open we go. <laughs> <laughs> don't necessarily got to be in the U.S. So mm -hmm. Exactly. <laughs> and I must adjust to tune in on the Spotlight series on Instagram because they're really great um, interviews and we have some D.C. folks on there too. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. Thank you. Cool. Um, ladies, any announcements? Leslie, Tanisha, Glennis? Just that I'm going to stay on land so somebody will be able to call whoever. Can y'all get on your boat? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, I'm sorry. Somebody's going to see the smoke coming up and she's going to yeah, call for okay. help. There's got to be somebody. No, okay. no, uh, no, no, nothing. No, I just had a good Mother's Day in Jersey and just got back, so no, chilling. Oh, yes. And happy Mother's Day to the moms. I don't know if you guys are moms, but happy Mother's Day. Happy no? Mother's Day. Okay. All right. Happy Mother's Day. A cat. Happy you know, Mother's Day. Like oh, yeah. Yeah. None of us are mothers I got, either. I got a plan. That's what we're doing. Well, Leslie, you're a mom. Yeah. Yes, indeed. But he's a, he's a, he's a man child, so that doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, we have the wine concierge. We have our first in-person tasting this weekend. Oh, wow. Oh. In Southwest DC, we're, we are um, pouring from our spring collection. So. Very nice. Oh, nice. So really good. What's the, what's the location? Location, all like this stuff. It's, uh, hold on, I'll tell you in just a second. It is Southwest. It's right on the waterfront. It's Waterside Towers Complex. Oh, nice. In Southwest. And it is on... 907 6th Street, Southwest Washington, D.C. Oh, so now we can all show up. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that's, <laughs> yes, that'll be great. We will I be may swing by with my, my, my husband there and say hello, have some <laughs> there wine. There you go. <laughs> well, ladies, that wraps up the show. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you so much. That was great. I love it. Don't forget to follow all of us at Swirl Suite on Instagram or us individually. I, Sarita, and Buy Me Up, Tanisha at Girl Meets Glass, Glennis at Vino Noir, and Leslie at Vino 301. Cheers. <laughs>